0: You cannot do the entire show like that.
1: You know, some people just don't appreciate good audio quality and what it takes to go the extra distance.
0: (laughs) We are in Amelia Island, and we passed on our hotel trip, and instead we rented a condo, and it's a little echoey.
1: It's a bit echoey, but I... I've been trying to move my pillow around, so I have a pillow against the left side of my face. I look like I'm hiding in a cave,
0: but you can't do the whole show like that. Why not? The echo's not does that it bad. Sound, does it sound better when i'm behind here? I don't think it sounds terrible when it's not
1: okay. what about now?
0: I think it sounds fine.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, I think it sounds like we're in a bigger room than we normally are in because this is it's decor. it's it's very minimally decorated in here. Right. And the furniture is all hard. When we record in Atlanta, we're in our living room and there's like a big cushy couch and a big cushy chair. We're sitting
1: a, on green leather couches right now. Which there's is like,
0: such a vacation rental co- color such of a couch. a
1: vacation rental thing. Um, there's a glass coffee table. There's a glass side table. So we're just bouncing. Our our sound is just bouncing all over the
0: place. I do appreciate, though, your dedication to improving the sound quality.
1: I mean, I thought that you would appreciate that because you were Mr. Audio. Yes. You know, I do what I can.
0: Uh, We might do future shows this week if this ends up sounding uh, a, a subpar after it's all done and I listen to it, um, we actually might do future shows sitting outside on our little patio.
1: Yes. Then you can hear the seagulls, maybe some ocean vibes. It'll calm everybody down for the week.
0: Yeah. So anyways, uh, thanks for tolerating the, the different sound and golf clap for Callie trying to make it sound a little bit better. Thank you.
2: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is
1: your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and of course, I am grateful today for being at the beach.
1: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Jeff's trip organization skills. I mean, the man thinks of everything. I never really have to plan anything when it comes to our vacations. And it's so nice. He loves doing it. Me, not so much. So it's a good
0: fit. We did realize, you know, once you realize that there's going to be another member of your family joining soon, uh, I did realize that We, when we travel on road trips, because we started doing road trips last year, Mm -hmm. I've never been a big fan of them. Now I love them. And I love the tetrising of the back of the car to make everything fit in perfectly.
1: It's a game to Jeff.
0: Well, which we did. Our goal here is to never leave this this condo that we've rented. We're going to have meals here. We brought our drinks down, my booze, Callie's water and everything. So, we don't want to, other than to go to the beach, we just want to stay in our little cave and be healthy. So the car was full, no room for a baby or the accessories that go with it.
1: Yeah. So Jeff and I looked at each other, we're like right before we closed the trunk today, and we're like, and I will like, I, okay, so I used to drive a two-door car.
0: And first of all, before we even get too far, no, we're not getting a minivan.
1: No, we're not getting a minivan.
0: Even though those slide open doors that are remote control, no, those are cool. Not happening. They're cool though.
1: Um. So I, um, we were both looking at the trunk right before we closed it. And I looked at Jeff and he looked at me. Now I used to drive a two-door car. Um, and then when we got pregnant the first time I got an SUV partially because I was pregnant and partially because, um, Jeff totaled my two door car. So I, (laughs) we were in that zone and I was like, okay, I need to like get a more sensible car. So I got what I consider to be, a large SUV by my standards right no, you I can't I still can't park this thing I've had it for like a year and a half anyway so we're looking at it we took my car down here and we're just both staring at it going oh my god and granted we're in a global pandemic so we would not normally bring every single grocery item we need we would go shopping when we get down here and normally we I mean we brought our entire podcast set up and like when we went to the Bahamas we just brought minimal, Stuff. So but the
0: entire podcast setup is not like you make it sound like we're, there were
1: like five audio bags,
0: but they're tiny. They're the size it's of like still a
1: lot. I mean,
0: it's two big backpacks.
1: Anyway, so our thought was maybe because Jeff's car. I mean, I just upgraded my car, but maybe since Jeff's car has so many miles on it, maybe and this is the first time I've ever heard him say this. Maybe it's time for an upgrade space wise. And Jeff loves his car, loves his car.
0: I want to drive my car into the dirt. It's a Nissan Pathfinder. It's 10 years old. It has 150,000 miles. It's
1: the last of the old model of the Pathfinder that he loves so much. And they stopped making them. So this is like, it's not like he can just get the newer version because they don't make that. They don't make, they make Pathfinders, but it's not the same.
0: It's so, I, I love my car. And- I don't want to get like a giant one, but I know that with a baby, like other things come, like the crate thing that they play in. Oh, my God.
1: Like a pack and play and a stroller. Is that the pack
0: and play the cage thing that you put them into play?
1: I wouldn't call it that, but yeah, and just everything that babies And
0: strollers are, I mean, this is going to be a different topic for a different day, but when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure my stroller was just one of those little canvas. The little
1: umbrella strollers that you just pop open and you kick it with one foot and it opens.
0: Yeah. And now Callie showed me a picture of a friend of hers shopping for strollers and it looked like it looked like a car dealership. There were just rows of different models <laughs> and that her friends were literally up there test driving strollers. Yeah. And that none of them looked petite.
1: Um, and They looked
0: sturdy. They did not look petite. So that's going to take room.
1: One thing we didn't think about earlier is that I will be working during the day. So you're going to be the stay at home dad. So you're going to be the one that's hauling kids around. Right. Right. So it's, you know, typically you hear about women getting the car because they're like, oh, I'm towing my kids around. But like the roles are flipped a little bit because the,
0: my car is fine for towing a kid around within 10 miles of the house. It's then like I've just fast forwarded to the next road trip that we probably take. There will be an infant involved in the stuff that goes with the infant. And it's just a lot of room. Yeah that we need to account for. So that was how the um, road trip started. And then uh, Callie, another golf clap for Callie, because she made it all the way to Amelia Island from Atlanta with only one bathroom break.
1: I purposely did not drink anything all day because I was like, I don't want to stop. Like we were trying to minimize stops as much as we could because of the coronavirus thing and just being around people and public bathrooms. And I just... Uh, It stresses me out. So I was trying to make it the whole way. I couldn't do it.
0: One stop, like two thirds of the way through was fine. Um, We timed the stop well because right after we got back on the road, it was like one of the five minutes, maybe 10 minutes of one of the worst downpours that I've ever driven through. And I actually got off the highway and pulled over to let it pass because I think it was a band like one of those hurricane bands from that crystal ball or whatever, Mm -hmm. the storm that hit Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so bad, which it leads us to our next road trip comment. Don't use your hazard lights. If you're in a moving vehicle. Oh my
1: God. It drives me insane. Now the reason it drives me insane is a little bit different than the reason it drives Jeff insane. The reason it drives me insane is because I'm a rule follower. And when I was in driver's ed, I was told it was against the law. I don't know if it still is. I think it is.
0: I don't think you're supposed to have your hazard lights flashing in a moving vehicle. And I don't know. It's different probably every city, every state. So I don't want to quote law.
1: Well, but when I took my driver's test, it was illegal. Okay. And the reason being.
0: Unless you're stopped, right? Unless
1: you're stopped is because um, older cars when you have your hazard lights on they used to it used to disable the brake lights so which is more important for see for people to see other drivers is it more important for them to see your brake lights or your hazard lights and in my opinion it's the brake lights because when you're in that kind of a storm you can't see that far in front of you and the braking is the most important part now jeff's argument now is even with newer cars it's so hard to see when someone's braking. When their hazard lights are on, like, it's just dangerous.
0: And when the rain is coming down so so much, like it, I, it was raining so hard that I was worried about not being in the proper lane, which is why I I actually got off the highway for a few minutes. And so when you see hazard lights right all of a sudden appear right in front of you, like for a brief second, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I on the shoulder? And it's just, just don't do it. Because it's very, it's
1: it's rude to the drivers behind. It's just you're well intentioned, but it's so distracting,
0: right? So it doesn't help other cars see you. It at least for me, as a driver, the hazard lights is more of a distraction than it it does allow me to to see you. Now, if you're a, a Law enforcement officer, and you're listening to this going, Oh my gosh, you guys are completely wrong. If you're going lower than this speed, you should put your hazard lights on. Call and correct us when we have a phone but number. You have
1: to be a professional. You can't be like a guesser or a Karen.
0: <laughs> right. Nope. We can't say Karen. We banned the use of Karen.
1: What did we come up with?
0: Nothing. We oh. just, Karen's got such a bad rap because everybody referred to every salty woman as a Karen. And I just started to feel bad for real Karens. Remember?
1: So we're, yeah. So we're pulled over um, and Jeff's looking at the radar on our phone, which is like, we had this moment of like, gosh, can you believe this? Then we start reminiscing about road trips when we were kids, like how different it is. And I remember my, depending on where we were going, like when we would go to the same beach every year, my dad had a map that he would keep. I mean, my dad kept maps in his car until like five years ago.
0: I, I mean, not five years ago, but I remember having a paper map in my car.
1: I had one when I was 16 and it was like laminated, but I never used it. And um, my dad would like, when we would go to the beach, he would get a paper map. He would highlight the route. We would go over it as a family. And then I remember like, if you would get lost, you'd have to pull over to a gas station and then ask for directions. Like you would have to find someone that knows how to help you.
0: And now we, you get in to do a road trip and you just type in the address. Like, you know, we had to go to an office and pick up the the key to this, this place that we're renting. So you just type in the address and you don't think anything about it. And then I have a little clip and I put the phone in my clip and it just directs me. And I don't even think about it. And you know who really um, gets the short end, who really kind of gets screwed in all of this? Who? The little roadside tourist attractions that the AAA guy would highlight in your triptych. So- You know those skinny maps that you'd flip, fold? Do you ever get one of those?
1: don't remember that particular- I remember my dad going to AAA to get maps, but I don't remember a triptych. But this is part of Jeff's childhood for a trip. Yeah, you would
0: flip the triptych up and it would be each, each page was like- like 50 miles to the trip and the, and the guy AAA would flip it up. But then every few pages he would highlight something. And, and those things were always like, this is, you know, you can stop here and it's where the milkshake was invented And then you go to some little diner and it's where the milkshake was invented. And you take a picture in front of a sign that says home of the first milkshake. It does
1: seem like a very dollar vacation thing to do to stop at the place where the first milkshake was invented.
0: Anything like that. Like the the biggest Biggest yarn ball. Yeah, the biggest ball of twine or the largest, you know, bee hive in the United States. All this stuff, you know, natural rock formations, all these little things that would get highlighted. It don't get highlighted now because you just type it into Waze or Google Maps and off you go.
1: No more ball of yarn.
0: You know, and that goes back to my nostalgia about the motels. Like you,
1: Jeff wants to stay in a motel. We did see a couple.
0: There's a cool one down here in Amelia Island. And it's there's a really cool one in Savannah that like w- wins. And then there's one in Florida. A bunch of people sent me. It wins. It wins like travel. <laughs> yeah it wins like travel awards and stuff. Anyways, Callie um always sleeps in the car. It's her thing. Always. And it's uh when I get to listen to podcasts, I put one earbud in and I listen to podcasts and I heard something on Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. He was talking to Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. And I love Ed Helms. A quote came, you know he went to Westminster in Atlanta. Oh yeah. And uh He I don't think he had real fond memories of it. He referred to it as very dead poet society. Yeah. Where creative people were kind of tried to force into a more academic track. Yeah. Versus he's also a very skilled and very talented banjo player.
1: That's random. Ed Helms is the guy from The Office. And the hangover. And the hangover. Um he dated Angela. Didn't did he marry Angela?
0: In the office? office? I haven't seen enough
1: episodes of The Office. They were engaged, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. And then the big... um, Yeah. So uh, here's the quote. Hold, please. I tried to um, type it as soon as we stopped. So it might not be verbatim. But... I was like, I heard this and I was like, wow, because he, he was part of uh, the Daily Show and then had the opportunity to go over to the office. And he speaks a lot in the interview um, about uh, fraud syndrome, like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. He calls it like fraud, the fraud disease or fraud syndrome or something like that. He speaks a lot about that. And I related to so much he was saying because he had an opportunity after working at The Daily Show for for several years to go be part of The Office, which obviously tremendously successful and working with Steve Carell and whatnot. So a terrific opportunity, but he actually felt guilty going to the people at The Daily Show, like Jon Stewart and and whatnot, uh, and saying, hey, I've got this other opportunity. I'm going to leave. Stephen Colbert, you know, like he had to tell them that he was going to go. And he said, at some point, I realized you shouldn't feel guilty about actualizing your own dreams.
1: We do that all the time. Yes. You went through that. I feel like when you started your own morning show.
0: What do you mean?
1: You don't think you did that?
0: I might have. I'm, I'm trying to. St-
1: Read the quote again.
0: You shouldn't feel guilty about actualizing your own dreams. I don't think I did it when I was starting the show. I think when I left the show I had been at for so many years, mm-hmm. you know, the reason I ultimately left that show is because my contract expired on January 30th, 2015, and, you know, September, October, November 1st came around of that same year, and I still hadn't gotten a contract. Right. There are people in the world who would have not gotten a contract on January 30th, and then not shown up for work on February 1st. But I felt guilty, Right. I felt guilty the entire time because I justify excuses for other people. I'm like, well, you know, they got a lot going on and there's this and that. I don't want to be but a the funny thing
1: is you only do it about as it regards to you, because if I were in that situation, you would be like, Callie walk away. Right. Like, do not go to work. You're yes. not under contract. You're really talented. You can get a job at blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just funny because the advice that we so often we give people that we love is so hard to follow because of that.
0: And there are, I guarantee you, there is somebody listening to this right now who is, who has an opportunity in front of them to chase their own dream on whatever level. It could be to leave one restaurant and open up their own, you know, maybe, maybe right now, just because of the state of the world, restaurants, a bad example, but somebody has an opportunity to go out and do their own thing. And guilt is keeping them tied into somebody else.
1: And the thing is, is it doesn't. Okay. So the word, the thing there's guilt and I feel like there's fear. So there's guilt over, well, I don't want to hurt this person's feel. I went through that at my last job. I loved my old boss and he was like a father figure. Like he was amazing to me. He treated me like family Uh and I felt so guilty for saying, I don't love doing this anymore. And it took me, Jeff heard me for months and months, come home and just say, I'm feeling so stuck and he's like, Callie, you need to make a move. Like, it's okay. And it was okay. Because he's like, you know, if it's your time, it's your time. I'm happy for you. I'll support you. And I think we build these things up in our head yes. that don't exist. And we try to, like, play out this fictional movie in our head of how horribly things are going to turn out. And so there's the guilt part of it. And then that combined with fear. And I think, you know, if you're scared because you're like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, guess what? Your morning shouldn't work out. And now we have something better.
0: And here's the other thing. The other side of it is for some reason, if you're the type of person who does that, who, who doesn't actualize your own dreams because of guilt on for whatever reason you completely negate the fact. And remember I did an entire Episode of this show where I just talked about my, I mean, it wasn't the whole episode, but I took like a 10 minute segment and I just out loud spoke my own accolades. Like what makes me good? Because the reality is when I left that show to go start my own show, that show was in a really good place. It was nationally syndicated, Mm -hmm. right? And it was doing well in its home market. It was doing well in other markets. It was very highly regarded all across the industry. It still is. And for whatever reason, my contributions to that didn't matter. And Ed Helms said that in his conversation with, with Dak Shepard, he was like, at some point I had to realize, wait a minute, I've given this show a lot. Like they've got good ratings and they've gotten, you know, new advertisers. They've got all this stuff because of my contributions to it. So I shouldn't feel guilty because I've given them.
1: Right. It's not like they're paying you and you're Sitting on your butt, not delivering, like you're giving something back to
0: what you're doing. So, anyways, don't be a Jeff Dollar. Don't be an Ed Helms. (laughs) Be a better person than that. Don't make that mistake. And do not feel guilty. And write that, put this on a post it and stick it to your bathroom mirror and say it out loud every morning. I will not feel guilty about actualizing my own dreams because you shouldn't. So, anyways, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was cool enough that I said it over and over and over in my head until we got to the gas station or pulled over or whatever, and I could type it in my phone. I love it. Yep.
1: Thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors for sponsoring this week's show.
0: Father's Day will be here before you know it, and dad's notoriously one of the most difficult people to buy for. I got a great suggestion. Duke Cannon Products, the best Father's Day gift outside of a hug and well, you can't buy that. So buy him this, Duke Cannon's Patriot Collection. These are products with Budweiser beer inside. How manly is that? Now they don't actually smell like beer, they do smell like cedarwood. So if dad has a beard, you can get him the Great American Beard Balm or you can get him the Great American Beard Oil. And if dad doesn't have a beard, Get him the Great American Beer Soap. It's three times the size of common bars of soap. Smells delicious and it's designed to emulate the Folds of Honor Limited Edition Budweiser cans. Truly a gift that he is not going to get from anyone else because, well, he's your dad and you know how to shop for him. Go to DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE. You'll get 10% off your entire order. That's DukeCannon.com for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping with orders over $20, and a range of Duke and Men's premium products are also available at Target.
1: Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes that are inspiring creativity, and if you're feeling like you're in a creative rut, this might be for you. You can explore new skills, you can deepen your passions, you can get lost in creativity, or maybe Pick up some new skills that you didn't know for your business or skills that'll help you while you're working from home in this time. Skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come with it. There are classes on everything from design, drawing, writing, journaling classes that help manage stress and practice mindfulness. Um, You can also get inspired with interior design classes if rearranging your furniture is something that you're super into. Or if you've got kids at home, creative classes and projects are an engaging way to keep your kids busy and inspired. Watch, learn, and create together as a family. Right now, you can explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash upside and get two free months of a premium membership. Again, that's skillshare.com slash upside. And that's going to get you two free months of a premium membership.
0: We are all under a tremendous amount of stress, whether it's dealing with the pandemic and its after effects, maybe just tiny little things. Um, We call them, what do we call them, micro anxieties, or uh, major things like employment changes, or just coming to terms with the giant shift taking place in the world, or maybe the upcoming elections have you at odds with your family over political decisions. Whatever it is, it couldn't hurt to talk through some of that anxiety with a professional that's where better help comes in you know Callie and I are huge fans of therapy and it has changed both of our lives it can change yours too and you can get started in the comfort of your own home everything you share is totally confidential and their licensed professional counselors deal with it all anxiety relationships grief self-esteem depression all of it Go to betterhelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash upside. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Betterhelp.com slash upside.
1: Okay. So you have very strong opinions about Jeff's opinion that um, mom brain and pregnancy brain are, they're not a
0: thing. I got your messages. I received um, a lot of links to articles talking about why. And I haven't had, I was driving all day and then I was setting up the studio here and then, you know, we we had dinner and whatever. So I haven't had time to dive into them. But y'all appreciate my love of data and you shared.
1: I feel like people are really starting to get you.
0: Yeah. Like they're trying,
1: they're like, okay, now if I'm going to go into an argument with Jeff Dollar, I'm going to bring data. And I love that people used to just be like, it's, it's really grown because people used to just hear you talking to me like, he's such a jerk. I hate him. And now they're like, well, now Jeff, right? here's an article from the 2019 Bulletin Journal of right. <laughs> you know, Maternal Men or whatever. I don't know. But it's just funny because you've come so far in what people say to you. People used to just be like, you're a jerk.
0: I <laughs> So I will read those articles. I will say that I was very entertained by some of the comments on our Callie and Jeff on the Facebook page Um, Somebody
1: just wrote, has Jeff ever been pregnant? Then shut up.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, And then another person who said, uh, I don't know if what did it say? I don't know if pregnancy brain is a thing. What I do know is that when I was pregnant, I spent two hours looking for the TV remote before finally giving up and then finding it two days later, rolled up in a half eaten Dorito (laughs) bag. (laughs) Like, okay, I see. I hear you. I see what you're saying, so I will dive into those articles, and at the end of the show today, you're going to hear some messages from, from people who have mom brain experience, so I will, I will honor the, the data that you sent because I can't talk about loving data and then ignore data that shared that with is me. And it's true. All right, here are my three random things for today. Number one. <laughs> just
1: three random things today. Usually they're perfectly crisp, totally straight pieces of paper that he's just freshly printed off the printer. And today it looks like he pulled them out of his
0: eighth grade book bag. I printed them this morning before we left <laughs> and they were sitting on my desk. And right when we were walking out of the house, I saw like three random things that I forgot to pack. And the closest like vessel that I could put them in was um, (laughs) a little um, like a six pack of beer cooler. So I just shoved them all in there. Nice. So. Is uh, it driving
1: you nuts a little bit? No,
0: it's fine. Number one, people are being called back into work, but a lot of people aren't comfortable returning to the office yet. Here are uh, some facts. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, If you're healthy... But don't feel safe in the office you can make the case to work from home but ultimately your boss can make the decision if the government has lifted regulations so if you were in a state like i know we're in florida now and i was just reading that they have like different phases so if your phase if the governor has said we're in this phase and that includes office work you have to go uh, unless you are a vulnerable worker Um, If you have like a compromised immune system or whatnot, you might have more of a case. Uh, Pregnancy uh, is not identified as a vulnerable worker in the White House guidelines, but many employers in many states have different regulations that override that.
1: Yeah, I call bull on that because it doesn't hurt the baby. However, when you are pregnant, your immune system is weakened. So you are more susceptible, susceptible to catching whatever's going around.
0: Uh, Some workplaces may take employees' temperatures, uh, and that is actually allowed. That's not an illegal thing. So if you think you're going to scream out violation of health, whatever.
1: HR people must just be – there's either HR people, this is like a Super Bowl for them, and they're so excited about figuring out how everything works in a different world or whatever, or this is like – the craziest thing ever, because there was no precedent for this whatsoever.
0: I, if I had to go back to work and I had a job and they're like, I have to take your temperature, I would insist on it being in my bum. Like That's I disgusting. I would not want, I could say like, I don't want the laser thing on my forehead because I don't know what you're doing in my brain. I don't want that thing under my tongue because it just weirds me out. So you got to do it. In my bum. You're so weird. And then they probably wouldn't take my temperature. Uh, Certain health events seem to take place more often at specific times of the day. For instance, pregnant women are most likely to go into labor at one in the morning for some reason. Hmm. Toothaches happen between three and eight in the morning most often for some reason. And urinary flow is highest. At 6 p.m.
2: That's weird. So
0: what time did we have to pull over so you could go potty? Like three. Oh, okay. It was earlier than that. All right. And here is uh, my last of the three random things. Uh, In Rochester, New York, a butcher has found a way to have contactless meat sales with his clientele. Um, he has a company, his name's Kevin McCann. He has a company called McCann's Local Meats, and he has a vending machine at the front of his shop where people can get steaks and chops nice. and other cuts of uh, meat 24 hours a day.
1: You know what I saw is, um, might be coming back, and I think it had something to do with coronavirus, but I can't remember, Milkmen.
0: Oh, delivering dairy products right to your doorstep? Yeah, although- I'm pretty sure my dad had- a milkman
1: My grandparents had an ice person. Like you know someone that would come put a cube of ice in your um in your ice box.
0: And that's how stuff stayed cold?
1: Yeah, they, but it was like one chunk of ice and they had those big
0: tongs. I can tong tong I can visualize yeah, it. Yeah, and they
1: would take it out of the truck and someone would come deliver it into your ice box. The, I think uh, we should bring back all those old school delivery things. Like it's not really Coronavirus friendly, but I do appreciate the whole Pleasantville vibe of it. I like that.
0: I wonder why you would have milk delivered.
1: Um, I can't remember. I know we did a story on it. A couple weeks ago. But
0: why would you have back in the old day? I mean, I really. Oh,
1: because it was fresher. Because now our milk is like pasteurized and processed and all that stuff. So it lasts longer. But I think you only had a matter of days or maybe like a week in the olden days to like get it from the cow before we put chemicals in it to your doorstep. So So they get it it out of the cow
0: and then they bring it over to, to John and Martha Dollar's house. And there you go. Yes.
1: And I am ninety nine percent sure that was why, because I think I've heard something about that. But I think it's cool because people were friends with their milkman. You were friends with your ice guy, like, you know, I'm I'm into
0: it. Callie Even though is- I hate
1: delivery, which is like Weird, but I like the idea. Like, I love our mailman. Our mailman's name is Ed. Callie and he takes such loves pride in his,
0: our mailman. Because
1: he t- s- takes so much pride in his work. Like, he showed up to our house, and he knocked on the door, and he's like, hey, so I was off last week, and things got messed up, and, you know... Like he was obviously very like embarrassed that someone else's package had maybe arrived on our doorstep or maybe arrived on our neighbors. And we were like, Oh, sorry, Ed, you know, we didn't see it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go check your mailbox just to make sure. And then he brought our mail to the door.
0: And then he went next door and he checked with our neighbor and they did get it. And so then he came back over to to our yard and he goes, Hey, just want to let you know, you don't have to look for it anymore. Which I mean, to be honest, we weren't looking for it. Like if we get it, Package or something that's more than just a letter. We always put it in the same spot. So when he goes, hey, did you guys get something? We we're looked. Like, and no. We're, no. We're like, we we don't really. Plus,
1: after Pingate Gate last year, Jeff's sympathy for people who lose one package right. the post office is like,
0: that, you know, uh, one, next to none. One package, cry me a river, people. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways.
1: We
2: love Ed.
0: Yep. And that's why you should buy meat out of a vending machine in Rochester, New York.
2: Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
1: We had the most heartbreaking time leaving our dogs yesterday.
0: Well, just Lily. Sadie doesn't care that we leave, but Lily.
1: Sadie's like, cool, you guys are gone. Someone's going to feed me, right? Right. Who's going to open the door for me so I can go outside?
0: Right. Lily, though, for whatever reason, this trip, she was just really anxious, which made her... Like, she planted herself in front of the door and wouldn't let us leave. And, and it was- she
1: started, like, howling and crying, and she didn't want us to go. It was so sad. She tried to run out the door with us when we left, and she was, like, shaking. I think it's because we spent all morning packing, cleaning, and Lily doesn't like when we purge. I think she is scared that she's gonna get left behind like forever.
0: She can just sense when the energy is different. So if we're just cleaning the house, like we'll do on a Saturday morning, it doesn't really phase her. But if we are like moving stuff around or putting stuff in the car, she knows. And I think she was just-
1: So upset that she didn't get invited.
0: Yeah, so- It
1: was heartbreaking, I mean, so bad to the point where we have like a doggy camera at home that dispenses treats because you know we're those people and we spent like the first 15 minutes of our drive watching the camera and making sure she was okay because we were so worried we couldn't even see her we were just listening for dog
0: howls it's gonna be like that way when we leave the baby home for the first time oh my god it might kill me you know when she's like a couple weeks old and we just (laughs) used we could use the doggy cam to keep an eye on her, right? And put goldfish in there and just fling them at her.
1: Someone help me.
2: Jeff Dollar, I am irate, sir. You leave that poor woman alone. What Callie is experiencing is called round ligament pain, it is very real, it is terrible. And I had sciatic nerve pain to go with it during my pregnancy. You pamper that woman. And pregnancy brain is definitely a thing. And then after you have the baby, for a few months, you have mom brain. Because you're still trying to keep all the balls in the air and the human alive that you just created. No. It is absolutely a thing. This whole, it's a missing, you can speak on that when you, sir, are pregnant. Thank you. Raise
1: your hand if you have a dad in your life that is super hard to buy for. Um, you can't see me, but I am raising both my hands because my dad is super hard to buy for because he loves experiences and he loves family, but he doesn't like stuff. So, finding a gift for him is always a challenge. Well, not this year, my friends, because we have partnered with Story Worth, and you're going to love this gift if you're looking for something out of the box. And I guarantee he doesn't have it yet. Story Worth is going to send your dad prompts once a week for the whole year. It'll have questions that maybe you never. Thought to ask him about his life, his experiences, and your family. And they're going to email you once a week his responses so that can open the door to some pretty awesome conversations. It'll be a gift that you can give him this year. And then next year, StoryWorth is going to print you a book that has a full year's worth of his answers. You can order as many as you want for your family members. And seriously, how cool is that? And really, you're taking care of this year and next year. So way to get ahead of it. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash upside. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off.
2: Hi, Callie and Jeff. I just heard about the um, the teeth routine that you were talking about. And I had literally just found out about this myself uh, about two weeks ago. And it makes such a difference. It's um noticeably different with the way that your teeth feel after you finish brushing your teeth. Amazing. Highly to suggest it. Bye. Hey Callie and Jeff, it's Chriselle from Houston. Um, what are they calling about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> pregnancy brain is a real thing and it continues. I think it's a hormonal thing. I don't know. Somebody smarter than me needs to call and, you know, confirm that. Uh pregnancy brain truly truly real does it happen for everybody i'm not so sure i never had one pregnancy craving i wanted them so bad like i wanted to have that moment of like sitting in bed and being like "Well, go get me ice cream go get me tater tots go get me a macaroni and cheese like never had one pregnancy craving i wanted it so bad so i guess it's just different from everybody second thing about the body pillow oh my goodness yeah they're they're kind of expensive they're like 50 um and they take up like literally the whole entire bed, but just so worth it. My hips hurt so bad. But Callie, talk to some of your friends. Maybe you can borrow one because um, I just lent mine to one of my really good friends. Um, and I was like, you better give that back. Cause I'm going to need that for baby number two. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, this is Sarah calling from Atlanta. Um, just wanted to say that pregnancy brain and mom brain are a total real thing. And really just, I don't know about the science behind it, but even just the fact that you're so sleep deprived, that your your brain just doesn't work like everybody else's. Uh, love the show. Uh, thanks so much for all you guys do. Jeff Dollar, I had to pause today's episode about you saying pregnancy brain was not real. It's real. It's so real. I'm a therapist. In both of my pregnancies, I could not even think of appropriate words to describe people's emotions and got down to the basics of happy, sad, bad. That stayed with me for several months, but it finally goes away. But I thought I was losing my mind. Pregnancy brain is a real thing, and you better be careful because your sweet wife is going to become more pregnant and more pregnant brain. So be kind. Jess, this is Jessica, and Callie is right. Those are fighting words. Pregnancy brain is not a myth. It is very, very real. Um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I went to Lowe's to get some stuff for her room, and I was in my husband's truck. And I came outside to leave, and I couldn't find his truck. And I said, oh, well, that's not his truck because the door is wide open. And I'm looking around, and I look at the tag, and I'm like, oh, Okay. That is his truck. I had locked the door but left it wide open with my firearm inside of it in the console while I was in the store for 30 minutes. So pregnancy brain is real. Um, I know people who have put chicken in the oven and not turned the oven on. I can't even remember. I know I've done. I know I did other things. It is real. And those are fighting words. You should be ashamed. Bye. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over this thing, and we best get over it pretty soon.